This is the Non-Typical Nation podcast with your hosts, Brody Teal and Eric Liberty. Let's talk hunting and absolutely everything else that goes with it. What's going on, guys? It is March 12th today. There has been an absolute ton of stuff going on. Exciting, you know, some a little scary. And uh, yeah, you know, we keep moving on. And uh, the biggest thing for me, which I am pumped right up about, is uh, daylight savings. When was it? Saturday, Sunday? So yeah, Sunday. It switched back, and now we have an extra hour of light. So I can finish work at 5 o'clock, pick up my son. We can go to the bear baits, go and check cameras or whatever, and uh, we gain that hour. Yeah, you got a couple hours now of light. And that frustrates me so much when we go back or forward, however you want to fucking look at it, in the fall, and then it's pitch black by 4.30. Yeah. I cannot stand that. Yeah, and you know it's tough. It's tough because uh, for for all of us, uh, it's it's right in the middle of hunting season, right? Yeah, so you're getting up at five in the morning, five in the morning, five in the morning, all all early season long, right? Yeah. Finally gets to late season up here up north. You're like, yeah, I can sleep in, start sleeping in an extra hour, hour and a half even because yeah. the light starts to drop off so fast. And then we switch the hour then back. Bam. And you're getting back up at five o'clock. You're up early and you're it's pitch black by four o'clock. Yeah. And then uh, and now uh, you gotta deal with the cold. And I cannot stand that. So they're thinking of switching it and just having one time all year round. Like I've heard about it nonstop. Yeah, there's kind of a bit of big hoopla everywhere everywhere in North America here about just quitting it. There's well, provinces why? and states have just totally kiboshed it said no more yeah it doesn't make sense it's stupid it's ridiculous yeah. and like the kids like my son it threw him right off like usually he's in bed by seven o'clock it's eight o'clock and or it's seven o'clock now and it which would have been six o'clock then and he's wide awake right so yeah. it's tough to reschedule kids too it's not so bad for you and i um so you know what this but, no this worked out perfectly for me and the the dog because the like dog, the new time this time, this, this last time? weekend has been great because the my dog, he gets up right at 6 a.m. Okay. Daylight savings time. Like smack dab, like an alarm clock. He clicks awake and he starts whining because yes. he's hungry. Now it's seven o'clock. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. So it's good for me because he'll sleep at night whenever. Yeah. But now it's opposite for you. Yeah, I, I like it. Um and so have you, I haven't read into it much. What are they switching it to? Like, is, are we going to have... It would stay like this now, I think. Oh, that would be yeah. awesome. Yeah. That would be this awesome. Is, this it doesn't is like make sense. normal we, time is, I Yeah, think. we don't need that extra hour yeah. in the morning. We need the hour in the afternoon, the evening. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So let's do that. And what? what's the difference? Honestly, what's like the once difference? It, once it gets to later in the year, what's the difference? Yeah. I mean, it's dark. We get several hours of sunlight when it's wintertime anyway so yeah. it's not like we're losing or gaining anything no exactly we have limited sunlight anyway you know and that's the worst like especially a guy who works who has to work a, a full-time schedule and then he wants to go hunting in november well he can't you know where yeah. if it's an hour later well then you can sneak off at two or three and get a couple hours in or a few yeah. hours and we're now it's pitch black by four o'clock right in in uh, mid-november so uh yeah no let's kibosh that and Gain an extra light hour in the in the evening makes total sense. Yep, I agree. So I'm pumped up about that. Coronavirus has taken over Canada. No more NHL. No Sick more it over, NLL. Take it over everything. No more uh, combine camps for the CFL. No Edmonton boat and sportsman oh, show. Just today, some of our great good friends, um, sponsors of the show. Uh, you know, Old Smokes Coffee, Smith Game Calls, APA. Um, countless, sure, countless other vendors yeah, that and we support and there, everybody. and they, they have five or six 
big agriplex buildings just full of stuff and uh it started today at 9 a.m they opened the doors or i think it started later 10 or 11 but they ended up shutting them down uh right around three or four o'clock they stopped letting people in and they announced it to the vendors right around five o'clock that that was going to be it Um, four day show cut to uh half half a day day. yeah so those guys who traveled you know i know africa tim traveled from grand prairie yeah there's some outfitters traveled from africa New Zealand, all over the place for this show. This is the biggest outdoor and hunting show in Alberta and canceled after half a day. But the coronavirus has been, it's been uh, main, it's been front and center in the media and everywhere. Just at the shop here, listening to radio, it's Corona, Corona, Corona all day long. That's all you hear about. That's all everybody wants to talk about right now. Yeah. So 250, any events with 250 people or more are canceled. And that seems to be kind of the standard what I've seen. Like I've I've looked uh, down in the states. Even I know even even Joe Rogan made a tweet today um, that the comedy store shows got canceled because they're doing the same thing. Two hundred and fifty people is that or more? Is that right? Because organizations are canceled. San Jose Sharks they had said that they couldn't have an event with a thousand people or more. But that was before, right? That, that was, was well, a week that ago. Was, that was last week. Yeah. But yeah, every week, every week it's getting worse. And so, uh, oh man, yeah, it's too bad for those guys that had to travel a, a ton and uh, and do that. But hey, you got to take precautions. Yeah. And uh, we talked about at supper, uh, Jackson and I, how we we're just gonna go up into the hills here and live off bear meat and uh, and some trout and mm-hmm. uh, live off the land. Live with the Sasquatches. Live with the. <laughs> well, that's south of town. We're going north. Okay. So, yeah, we're gonna stay away from those Sasquatches. <laughs> I don't trust do. those skeevy bastards. Yeah. We'll steal your old smokes coffee. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah, that's what we're drinking today. We're drinking some. You don't even remember because it's all so damn good. Uh, what are we drinking today? Oh, hickory stick. There you go. Smoked over hickory wood. Old smokes coffee. What's super. And what's incredible about them is they have a line of coffee that is roasted over different types of wood, everything from light to dark. They got apple, they got cherry, uh, they got the maple, they got the hickory, and then they got the sipping whiskey, which is roasted over whiskey oak, and there is nothing like it. And uh, yeah, if you guys haven't tried it, try it. Yeah, and if you're not a smoked fan, they got a whole line of just regular coffee yeah, from everything what from... Yeah, Skittish right Whitetail is the light one to, I think, Raging Bull Moose is the dark one. Uh, yeah, yes, that's right. I got a bag of Skittish Whitetail in front of me. It's a light roast, and uh, this is very good stuff, too, but that's not roasted over any type of wood. That's conventionally roasted. I'm going to give you guys some education on coffee here. I've done a few trade shows with Tim, so I've learned a bit along I think you're about to. I think you've already taught me this fact. that Have I taught you this? Maybe. I don't we'll think see. I've we'll even see. said this line to you before. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you have you have to hit me with one coffee fact, but yeah, I don't want to spoil so, it in case um, it's the same. Yeah. So there's you know, most coffee nowadays is conventionally roasted. So what they do is they roast the beans in what's basically like a popcorn machine. It roasted very fast, quick, lots of heat, and obviously the longer it's roasted, the darker the roast, the lighter the roast the less time it's roasted. Your lighter roasts are higher in caffeine than your darker roasts. Okay. So that was that's the fact that I that's, that's what you knew. So yeah. these are conventionally roast, which right. is fine. That's the same as everybody else. Now he's got very good beans that come from Colombia. Um, they're phenomenal. So the conventionally roast coffee is is great, but the smoked coffee, so this is not conventionally roast. This is roasted over different types of wood. 
So that roast or that wood, it's like a smoker basically, and the smoke and the heat roasts those beans very, very slowly. So it's a slower roasting process. Now you still have your light, medium, dark roast. He's got five different roasts, and uh, it just they absorb more of that smoked flavor, and you taste it in the coffee, and um, and so everyone has a unique unique flavor to it. The hickory is roasted over hickory wood. You can taste the hickory in it. You can taste the smoked. Um, the cherry is a unique one. That's a medium light roast. You can taste the cherry wood in it. Apple's a popular one too. And uh, yeah, that is your coffee fact for the day. Go to oldsmokescoffee.com. Use promo code non-typical. That's right. I snuck that in there. Get 10% off and order some smoked coffee, guys. Thank me later. And send us a photo. When you get your Old Smokes coffee, send me a photo of you with your Old Smokes coffee. And uh, yeah, we got to get more people drinking this stuff because it is too good. Yep. And it's good for everybody. All walks of life. All walks of life. All walks of life. Um, so yeah, corona, how did we get from coronavirus on the coffee? Um, I don't know. It's just so damn good. Yeah, so this fucking coronavirus. Yeah, not the coffee's good. The coronavirus not good. Coronavirus. Not fuck. Good. We've got a, so we got a trade show, a local trade show we're attending. Um, I'm not going to say which one it is for the taxidermy shop here. And we just got notified today that it's probably going to be postponed too, which makes sense, right? Because it's yep. more than 250 people and you got to do what you got to do. You got to cover your ass. I don't want to get coronavirus. You don't want to get it. Right. Chances of us getting it are fairly slim, but uh, you know, you got to cover your ass. That's right. And and yeah, to take precautions, I mean, you just don't want it to spread. It's, it's not as bad as I don't, I think it's not as bad as the media is making it out to be, but um, it's still infectious and it's still a virus, so contain it. It's just a no-brainer, right? Yeah, so and it, it does seem like the media is just wanting to scare the shit out of everybody, and maybe they are, but you got to think. They want to be ahead of the fucking ball. Yeah. They want people to be scared, so you don't go and fucking get coronavirus from someone or you don't take chances and go to a different country or whatever. The problem with today, though, is that um, just a lot of random people are the media now, right? So it's not, there's not necessarily credible sources. People are posting pictures of shelves that are empty at Walmart and blah, blah, blah. And that scares people. And you know, most people's news nowadays is their Facebook newsfeed. That's true. I had told you we were working earlier today and I'm like, I got to go to Walmart because we need formula for our baby. And I heard they were sold out Yeah. or I got to go somewhere else. And so Amy went there. She's like, yeah, no, the, the shelves are full. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, we just oh, you heard that on Facebook, and I'm like, well, fuck, because you can't believe everything you you hear on Facebook. You almost shouldn't believe anything you see on Facebook <laughs> yeah. unless, unless it's on it the comes from non nation. Page. Nation. Nice. That's yeah. right. That's it's right. on our page. It's true. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So yeah, you know, um, NHL, they're thinking a two month hiatus. That's what Pause they're, is what they're yeah. saying. No idea. They just they just you really the have whole. no idea. And from what I sort of you know what I understand is is we are we're at the beginning of it, right? Like it hasn't plateaued yet, and I think we're probably still a month or a month and a half away from it plateauing and then calming down. But this quarantine, this sort of um, like this mitigation of large groups of people together, that's it's gonna st- it's gonna put a stifle in it, right? Oh, that's yeah. the whole point. Yeah. So just do. Do your due diligence, stay clean, wash yes. your hands, don't be a fucking loser, and yeah. just, let's just get this Without thing out of the way so that everybody can enjoy their summer. Yeah, and we talked about it today, or I mentioned it to you, how we're sort of lucky, because at the shop here, at least, it's just us, like there's two or three of us, 
And, you know, we have a customer coming here and there, and we, we don't necessarily have to deal with large crowds. No. And we're filming a hunting show. Well, we just go to get a go out and go fucking hunting, right? That's we right. don't have to deal with people. We don't work at a grocery store. We don't work at the movie theater the or the, yeah. a fucking school even, you know. Um, we don't have to deal with that. So we're lucky. We can stay away from it. Um, but we can't control what those other people go and do. So... You know, that's where you almost need the government somewhat stepping in and saying, hey, you know what? No, we cannot have events larger than 250 people. Yeah, this isn't insane in Alberta right now. We're still low risk, but that's why we're doing this yeah, because nobody's we been, don't want it to get nobody's to Nobody's been house quarantined. Nobody's been, nobody says stay off the streets. Nobody's doing any of that. It's like, let's keep the congregation of like all types of bacteria just down exactly by keeping people in groups smaller than 250 yeah 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 and you know that's china did the same thing and it's it's really made a difference in in how this how the disease is able to spread because they quarantined everybody to their houses but they had like an outbreak there right whereas here we sort of just we're seeing it, but we don't have i don't think what the definition of an outbreak no it's low risk still yeah it's still low risk here 23 cases is what I seen last. Yeah, in all of Canada, right? Alberta. Or all of Alberta, yeah. We have like don't we have like a thousand in Canada? I don't know. Like that? I don't know. I've fucking been listening to it all day, but I don't know. Yeah, me neither. There's just so much. Yeah. But we're still going bear hunting. I'm pumped up about that. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather get trichinosis as than long as we can any day. Yeah. I, the coronavirus. I haven't had I either, it so even that me, bad. Yeah, I was just gonna say I haven't had either, so maybe let's just stay away from both. But like I, I seen people on Facebook, they're like, I have coronavirus and I'm fine. Well, for and I've had it for like two weeks. Yeah. And for like I'm our so, age, like the middle aged younger people, it's just like a flu. Okay. Right, and then it just sort of passes. Where they're saying that people over sixty are really where it's a risk. Oh, okay. Or if you have underlying health problems, yes, right? Yes, yes. Which is huge, especially in a place like the states where they're considering obesity as an underlying. Well, that's health what they're saying in that podcast that I we were talking about is uh, something like sixty percent of the population is classified as obese, and that's basically a, a health issue, and that makes you prone to you know catching these viruses a lot quicker, and they they can put you down. A lot quicker yep. too, um, but about those trade shows and these these mass gatherings or whatever the hell you want to call them events, um, I gotta say, at the end of a fucking day of a trade show, I am exhausted. My throat is sore, and I don't know if that's just because you're shaking so many hands or you're fucking yapping all day, but. You know, like just going to a regular trade show, I've got a sore throat the next day, you know, just from communicating with yep. so many different people. But you get run down, right? And you're always on alert when you're around that yes. many people. So with a virus like this, if you've got one or two people who are working there, shaking hands all fucking day long. Yeah, you got to watch out for that. So, yeah, especially in a huge one where, you know, where people are walking around for an hour. Yeah. You know, they're not going, they're not hitting hand sanitizer stations. They're shaking hundreds of hands. They're talking to hundreds of people. Yeah. There's, you're moving through a crowd, right? Like fish in a school. And it's just, it's It's just just awful, though, for the people who are there. Like, I I almost wish they would have called it off. Like, I wish they would have called off a couple days earlier or even yesterday. Because, you know, people traveled a long way, spent all day setting it up. They played, paid for plane tickets to fly here, and they got a returning flight in five days. And, well, and, now they're fucking hooped, And some right? of the vendors were only set up for a couple hours, right? And I know guys who go to these shows, and that is their work. That's how they make their money is at these shows. If they don't go to shows, they aren't making any money. 
Um, well, and, and now you're hooped, right? So that's just, uh, you know, that's just something we're dealing with right now. And, uh, I think it's something we're going to have to deal with for a little while here. But like I said, you and I, we are lucky because, uh, you know, we, uh, we shouldn't be affected too much. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. We are. But it just jinx my We're going to, we're going to catch something from the bears or the beavers before we catch something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, coronavirus, they, uh, they caught it in dogs. They found it is they found, found it in dogs. dogs. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's gonna affect the coyotes and bears. <laughs> I don't know. Sasquatch. Wouldn't that be something? Hey, if the corona was in the wild. So how did how did this virus start? Have you heard? I thought it was somebody. Well, when it first was going on in China and it kind of exploded over here in the media. I thought it was like somebody ate a bat or a rat or a mouse or something. and Or, or and a snake or something. I heard something like that too, a yeah, snake it, or a bat. It's found in rodents or something. Uh, like It's commonly found in rodents, and then it's somehow transferred, or I have no idea. Like it's, so it's found in, in small mammals. Yeah. Rotten mammals, maybe? No? Or are you talking live? Like, is this I don't know if they were alive animals? or not. I have no idea. Huh, interesting. Well, I'm surprised why more animals don't have it or maybe they do have it they just don't show symptoms so we don't know you know what i mean yeah coyotes are eating fucking mice all the time and bats yeah but it was it didn't come from over here oh right? so it's, it's a it's, an asian it came disease. from asia yeah interesting because everybody that's been affected at least in alberta is known to be in close contact with somebody that just recently traveled yeah they know that for a fact so you don't think it's a man-made disease well, it could be whatever. <laughs> the Chinese government. Conspiracy here. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, maybe. I mean, there's all those riots going on like yeah. we were talking about earlier. And they just... They're fighting communism in China. They wanted to they were uh, put a Filling the streets. Yeah. Filling the streets. And then the coronavirus came and they had to... They were all quarantined in their houses. Yeah. And then they... <laughs> <laughs> no more riots. No more... No more uh, riots. Yeah. So it is, what, what's the date again? March 12th? 12th. We can start baiting here in Alberta in three days. Is that what it is? March 15th, yeah. I think it wow. is. Right? Yeah, two weeks before the first. I, uh, okay, so 17th then, or 18th. Anyways, I don't, I don't start baiting till end of March. But um, yeah, when are you getting out? Do you have plans? Uh, not yet. There's too much snow still. Yeah, there is. That's right. Yeah, it's actually cold again. It's winter again mm -hmm. this week. Have you looked at the weather for the next two weeks, three weeks? No, that's like <laughs> to me. That's like reading my horoscope. Fuck, it's just all hooey. <laughs> I just realized that we are three weeks away from the Yorkton show. That's close, eh? That is close. I'm pumped right up for that, and I'm just praying that we still have a smooth ride right into Yorkton. Yeah. And nothing gets disrupted along the way, but uh, we'll keep everyone updated. If we don't update you, then it's it's a go. Yeah, we got three weeks to see what happens. Hopefully, yeah. they don't uh, don't prematurely do make any decisions. Yeah, no, I spoke with them yesterday. Everything's good to go. But hey, at the end of the day, it's not them making the decision. It's going to be the government. That's right. Right. Yeah, it's going to be the safest. They're gonna they're gonna take the safest. Yeah, Saskatchewan. Path. I think I heard it has one one case they found today. <laughs> That's where we were 10 yeah. days ago or whatever it was. I would have sent that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, I, uh, what I was hoping and planning was to get some baits out right before Yorkton. But like you said, we still do have quite a bit of snow out right now. And I don't think we're going to 
I don't think we're going to lose much of that snow too quick. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we lost we lost a significant amount of it in the last two weeks when it warmed up. It just shrunk down, right? And it hasn't really piled up again. But in the bush, there's so much snow. Yeah. There's still going to be two or three feet in some spots. I know... Well, my two baits are in under a pretty good spruce canopy, so there probably isn't that much snow in them. Yeah. But if there's still a, a ton of snow everywhere else, you're just... That bait's just going stale sitting there. Yeah. Right? Yeah, those berries won't come out until their ba- their, uh, their uh, den is filled with water or... Yeah. Uh, it's really warmed you know, up enough. Food yeah. Out for yeah, you might get the odd one. I've had the odd one, you know, come through real early, but they they just come through... I don't even think I've even had... I've had bears walk through the bait and not even touch oh, it really early, early in the year. Oh, wow. And uh, But early, right, when there's still some snow on the mm-hmm. ground. And I think they're just so dozy and they don't really know what's going on, not really supposed to be awake yet sort yeah. of deal. And yeah, until it really warms up, then they start... You know, because yeah. when they hit it, they come back or it's... They never leave and it's empty, empty, right? Yeah, I find that I find early on in the season, early April, they're pretty, pretty slow on the bait. Yeah. Like I'll have them, I'll come to the bait or I'll have them hit the bait. They'll eat half of it and then they're gone. And then you don't really see anything for like 10 days. And sometimes they'll go back into the den yep. if it gets some snow, right? <clears throat> so it's really touch and go. Um, I want to do more bear hunting with you this year so yeah. we can try and get a couple from the ground. Yeah. Because we've done, we've done the, We've done the baited hunt in the tree stand, you know, for several years now. Got a few good bears from it, filmed a few good episodes with it. Um, but we got to do something a little different. I would like to also try maybe and do a spot and stock with a bow on foot. For sure. We could glass some big uh, cut blocks and stuff. Yeah, my biggest thing big is bears. I've always hunted by myself. And when you're hunting by yourself, you're so limited. Absolutely. And yeah, at I the end that. of the day for me... I want to experience these special, exciting moments. But if I can't share them with anybody, just in my own head, they don't mean a whole lot. That's how I am. That's Are you exactly, that way too? I'm like that too. So yeah. if I can't, if I, yes, I know I can go put a stock on a bear and kill that bear. Very high possibility with a bow. But filming that too, I can't do it. I know yeah. it's it's just going to be too tough. It can be dangerous too. If I'm fucking around with that camera, that bear sees me and he thinks I'm not paying attention to him he might come at me but if i just have my bow and i'm going in there's a good chance i can get a bear down um but filming probably not right and like i said if i can't share those moments with people uh i'm gonna hold out till i can so um yeah i think we should make it a priority this year to try and get out as much as we can together so we can get you getting a good spot and stock bear get me getting one from the ground at the bait and Vice versa, right? We can get two bears each. So, um, and we got a couple guys from uh, where yeah. they from? Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Yeah, they won our bear hunt competition. Yes, right. Yeah, that's going to be a ton of fun. So, end of May, we're going with them. Um, still not too sure if it's going to be a spot and stalker baited hunt yet. We're just going to keep an eye on the baits, see how they're going, and uh, if not, then we'll do the spot and stock. Yeah, that's always a here. lot of fun. And I don't believe they've harvested bears before, so uh, it just adds to the excitement, man. We're going to film the whole thing so we can share it with everybody. It'll be on a future episode of Non-Typical Nation, and uh, yeah, that's going to be a fun week. I'm looking forward to and it. And I think there's going to be so many bears around, you; those guys aren't even going to know what to do. Yeah, I hope so, man. I hope so. And you know what? That's why we sort of picked that prime time, right? Um, late May is 
best time of the year i think or best yeah best time of the year i would even say to go after bears absolutely um we've got them early april we've got them mid-april we've got them the last few days of the season in middle of june um but the best time i think is that late may yeah last two weeks in may is definitely the best time yeah without a doubt i like to personally i like to i'm so jacked up to get out there early april right so i last few years i've released an arrow you know first week of may i think pretty much to the day each year and uh and that's just me just because i i you know i want to get a bear and i'm pumped up and by that point i've already sat five six times in the stand so it's it's time yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's you get a little tough. antsy you get a little itchy in the trigger finger yeah exactly exactly i've held out i've held out i haven't killed a bear I haven't killed a bear in two years now, I don't think. Yeah, so you got a new bow. We did the unboxing. And yes, so this we just, podcast... We that just did the unboxing like 15, 20 minutes Yeah, ago. we just did it. So yeah. when you guys listen to this podcast, go to our Facebook page, check out the unboxing video of Eric's APA Mamba. MT, my brand new APA 2020 Mamba MT. 28. 28. Yeah, 28 20, inches yeah. limb to That's limb. What, yeah. It's a nice, tight, small bow. <laughs> But it's 80 pounds draw, and it shoots 333 feet per second. Yeah. It is absolutely phenomenal. I haven't shot it yet, but I just know um, it's the APA standard. It's going to be, you know. And that's no bullshit. That's not a generic speed. They chronograph every single bow when it leaves their factory right. and write it on the tag. That's right. It's handwritten. It's yeah. handwritten. So that isn't just a generic number that everyone shoots. They will... They will test the speed of yours as soon as it leaves the factory. They tune everything perfectly, and you, when you get it, it is ready to kill. Yep. Yeah, I just got to throw my uh, my new sight on it and my uh, quiver, get some arrows, and <laughs> yeah. I'm ready to go. I'm excited. I literally, Brody and I, when, when did we actually get the bow? Maybe four days ago? Uh, Tuesday? Monday, Monday, Monday evening. Yeah, or I, I brought it to you Tuesday, so we're at Thursday today. Yeah, so it's been a couple <laughs> days, and we said we are going to do an unboxing, so I've been waiting, waiting, and then this <laughs> evening, right before the podcast, I finally had to crack it open. And uh, we got the chance to unwrap it and really look at it. And the guys at APA did a, fu- a fucking hell of a job. Yeah, we were supposed awesome. to do it yesterday, but I postponed. So I thought he was going to, uh, thought he was just going to open it up without me. But you did peek. You brought the fucking case here and it yeah. was already partially open. Yeah, I did peek a little <laughs> bit, but I didn't unwrap it. I just had to look, you know, those, I, I could see those orange strings oh, just glowing yeah. through the box. I just had to open it. Yeah, I don't blame you, man. I could I could feel its potential radiating. They're sweet bows. And so I've got the same bow, but I've got the 2019 model. That's right. Yours is the 2020. So yours has the micro tune. That's the yep. tune your cams. Yep. And uh and that's a slick little feature it has there. Yep. So mine doesn't have that. But <clears throat> you know, pretty much the same bow. Everything's the same on it, I think, other than that by the looks of it. Um, your strings might be different. The strings My string, yeah, the string looks a little bit different. Yeah. Um, but the APA is just, it's it's all, it's its own category. It's yeah. like a whole nother level yeah. of archery equipment. I mean, first of all, it's Canadian made, right? Where It's the only top of the line bow company that's Canadian made, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, as far as I know, when it, at least when it comes to like premier, yeah. um, you know, known brands yeah. shot worldwide. Um, and the, everything is fabricated in bigger Saskatchewan yep. in their factory. Home of unreal. the world. Is it a world record white The Hanson Buck. The Hanson Buck. The world's largest not, uh, typical white There tail. you go. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> cool. Yeah. So besides being Canadian made, I mean, they got their nice little tool center 
with their carbide sharpener, uh, your broadhead wrench, your knock wrench, everything you need to adjust your arrows in the field. You've got that micro-tune feature on the 2020s, which allows you to finger-tune your cam's timing right there in the bush That's or insane. on the range, anywhere. Um, they have the APA-exclusive cam lock feature, so you can draw your string, slide the little cam lock slider in, change your string, remove your string, fix a cam, fix a string, all right there without a bow press. Yeah, unreal. And, and then they got that that awesome APA riser with just all its cool features. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, no, they're sweet, uh, sweet little machines, and and the twenty eight limb to limb that is just unreal. Oh, it's it perfect. Fits nice and tight against your backpack. It's good. I'm always saying I need something light. I need something small. You right. Got it. Oh, I'm gonna take it everywhere. If it fits in my pack, I will take it with me everywhere. Yeah. And now I got it. It's perfectly slim. It's only a couple inches. That whole bow is made nice and slim. Yeah. It's a couple inches wide. And uh, it's 28 inches limb to limb, but it, and it and it only weighs 3.8 pounds, something Super like that. Yeah, absolutely awesome, perfect for backpacking, perfect for me. Um, I carry my bow all day long in my hand when I'm hunting, and it's just gonna be awesome now. Yeah. So you uh, you said you're gonna pack it when you go sheep hunting. I think I am. Yeah. Now that I see it, it's nothing, <laughs> man. I'll throw my pillow out and put my freaking bow in now. Yeah. Well, you had explained to me too that. <laughs> you was it your first sheep hunt you had a different rifle that was quite a bit heavier yeah yeah so you you, let's say you have a 10 pound rifle on your pack and then you said you upgraded to a eight pound or seven pound rifle yeah so that three pound difference is your bow absolutely (laughs) so yeah so before i think my first sheep hunt i took my browning x-bolt um 270 and it was a short stalker model so it wasn't huge and it just had sort of a standard three by nine Nikon scope on it. Um, so we're looking at, you know, most people don't realize, but the, you know, your average middle of the line rifle composite stock with a scope weighs right around 11 to 13 pounds, believe it or not. Like that seems heavy, but that is what most rifles weigh. Um, I just recently upgraded to my, uh, to a Seiko Finlight 2, which is like six pounds with nothing on it with the scope. Got a nice light Swarovski scope. I think it maxes out just under eight pounds. So now I can throw this four pound bow in it with all my junk that I need. And that makes up that difference. Yeah, exactly. And gives me the opportunity at a whole plethora of other species, right? I can then shoot a moose if for whatever reason I was crazy enough to do that. Oh yeah, I guess you're going early enough that you'll have your general moose archery. That's right. I could shoot an elk, which uh, would be probably a bad idea also because you're so far back You can hire a helicopter. But there was some really fancy looking mule deer back there when we were there the last two years. So yeah, that's nice. uh, that's kind of what what I would like to take it for. But you know, with this eighty pound draw, and I know that I'm going to get comfortable and confident with this bow. Um, I might even uh, poke a sheep with it. You just never know. <coughs> yeah, well, that's just it. You get comfortable with it, and you can start shooting right out to you know sixty yards, fifty yards comfortably. Well, uh, it's doable at that point. Yeah. Well, and I've just been been going crazy here because the last two years, I just haven't had a bow that I've been able to shoot. And shooting used to be one of my daily activities. Shoot every day, five days a week, six days a week, you know, seven days a week if I can swing it. And the last two years, I've just been like not there with my bow equipment. So I'm glad that I finally have everything now to uh, get back to shooting on a daily well, and we've talked about it on previous podcasts, how important it is just to have confidence in the weapon you're using. Yeah. 
and that's confidence that your scope is is tuned in and that's confidence that your sight is adjusted and that's confidence that you know your string everything's tuned properly right and if you don't have confidence in your weapon then you're going to doubt it and uh whether it's shooting correctly or not it's just not going to perform you're not going to shoot not correctly gonna perform, yeah. that's right yeah yeah no that's awesome man i uh yeah, I'm anxious too. We took out my boat today too. We sort of we're comparing the yeah. two, and I'm anxious to start flinging some more arrows. Yeah. It's been it's been a couple of months, you know. I'm not gonna lie; I don't shoot every month. I, I well, would it's like tough. to, but it's, it's tough in yeah. the wintertime here, though, right? Yeah. Like we don't have a range, we don't have access to the range here because there's five feet of snow. Yeah, and uh, I mean, your wife doesn't not gonna let you shoot in the house or nothing. Yeah, so. <laughs> well, and it's something you really got to make a habit of. Yeah. Like you at the start, you got to almost for it. It's like going to the gym, right? That's right. It's fun to do when you're at the gym. You you're, you love being there, um, but it's just getting out there doing it. And uh, it's the same with, with shooting the bow, right? It's yeah. you just got to get yourself to the range so you can, you know, start releasing arrow, arrows. And I, and I love doing it. I love shooting the bow. Um, but uh, yeah, I've, I haven't done much with it in the last few months. So I'm anxious as hell to, to start flinging some arrows. Yep. Me too. Absolutely. And it's it's coming that time. It's springtime, so well, it's that's to, just it. Come, time to get warmed up with. Yeah, the bears usually the like two or three weeks before the bear season, I'll start going hard with it, and then I'll shoot my bow all summer. Like every day, I'll set up a target outside the shop. Every lunchtime, go out there, fire some arrows, and then I'm prepared come archery season. Because um, yeah, this this year we want to do an archery mule deer hunt down south. Yeah, and uh, you know that is pretty high on our list for something that we want to do and and got to do. So um so yeah we'll get tuned in for that and hopefully get a couple bears this spring i'm quite confident we can do that i think so too yeah bears are never a problem no bears aren't usually a problem they're so much fun though too yeah it's always fun when you have a lot of opportunity and uh they're just so much fun to put stocks on and everything else there's just like you said there's so many opportunities you see so many yeah right like we easily we see hundreds of bears in the spring like over the whole course of the spring yeah. Like the most bears I've seen in a day was like 14. The most bears, I actually usually see more bears during the day in the fall, believe it or not. Really? Yeah. I'm not, There's I'm, been days in early September in Sasquatch land where we have counted like 13, 14 bears. Yeah. And then in the spring when we are targeting bears and wanting to find them, sometimes on a good day we'll i I find that we'll usually see like four or five which is great yeah it's still great but uh, yeah there's been some days in early fall when those bears are just filling up and they're fucking everywhere i find well it's just like anything right you just hit it right yeah for sure everywhere yeah yeah no without a doubt and you know that i'm not saying there there obviously has been days in the spring where we've seen you know seven eight bears and uh that's that's super cool it's just cool we live in a place too where like you could literally you could be blind dumb and stupid and if you wandered in any direction you'd eventually run into a bear yeah like it doesn't matter there you you, you, there's nowhere that there isn't bears around here oh you could sit on your porch all day and you'll see a bear running down the street yeah you could go to the barber shop get your hair cut with yeah (laughs) yeah that was something so we just had a, a ton of bears in town here in slave lake last year and uh there was a bear on main street the barber had his door open because it's sunny it's summertime let's uh you know have the door open do some advertising have a sign out there and a bear wandered right into his barber shop and jumped up on the counter climbed up on the counter and just fucking destroyed everything yeah well there was customers inside and everything yeah and then it wandered out yeah 
should have changed the name to the bear den yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no it's uh you know it's something we even i came out one day and my uh my garbage can was knocked over and garbage all over the place that's and, probably your neighbors uh, well yeah the neighbors are <laughs> fucking something else we won't get started on that on a public uh podcast here but uh yeah, it's always exciting with them. You never know what the hell is going to happen. I got to tell you the latest on that. Yeah, maybe off air? Yeah, off air. We'll talk about that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so um, so what's going on now these next few weeks? So we've got, we're supposed to go to Edmonton this weekend to hang out with Tim and Steven and, and everyone else at the Edmonton Boat and Sportsman Show, but that's not happening. Um, next week, we have... I don't think anything is going on next week. Next weekend. Maybe we should get some... Go scout. Check out the bear areas next weekend. Really? <clears throat> 21st to 22nd. 22nd is Sunday. Or fishing. Oh, man. You're, you're done. You're I'm on bears now. Fishing, you're yeah. on bears. <laughs> I'm on I'm bears. With you. I'm with you. As soon as I can get I'm with you. I got bears. no motivation for fishing anymore. <laughs> I do got to say, guys, we recorded a fucking sweet fishing podcast yeah brody's actually taking my word on the fucking suite because he yeah hasn't listened i to haven't listened podcast, to it so. but when we were recording it we caught fish while we were recording it charlie's doing a play-by-play and uh eric said it was great and i have this i i had a feeling it was going to be great but when you reassured me um yeah i'm just jacked up i haven't even listened to it yet but it's fucking sweet yeah, so it's fucking sweet <laughs> i liked it this one so check so it out. keep an eye on that one we want to record this one or release this one right away. So this one's going to be recorded or released on the 13th. Yeah, tomorrow. And recorded on the 12th, which is today. Yeah. Um, but uh, the fishing one, we aren't going to wait 10 days. We'll wait five or seven days. A couple days. couple days. Couple you think days. we should record it? I think we should put it, right it out away? before people quit fishing. Okay. I think it should be out before people quit fishing. Okay, okay. So keep an eye for that uh, fishing podcast that we recorded while we were fishing in the ice fishing tent. Uh, very soon, next yeah. few days. Yeah, sure. Next okay. few days. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, so maybe we'll do some bear baiting next weekend because we don't have much going on. And then, uh, so I'm looking at the calendar. That's 21st, 22nd. The, all that week we'll be at the shop slaving away on big elk, moose, deer. Yeah. Stag, whatever else comes through. And 28th, 29th, Nothing is going on again. Amy was supposed to go to the city. That got canceled. And then the following weekend is the Yorkton show. Yorkton show. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, I guess that's... It was supposed to be a super busy month with something going on every single weekend. And with all this... Uh, everything shutting corona, down. Corona, it just canceled everything. So I'm really hoping Yorkton still a go. We have a ton of fun at that show. You know, they have some super fun events going on with the the elk calling competition they've got that uh archery tag they've got the lumberjacks yeah they got there. lumberjacks there this year yeah we were going to record some podcasts we've got a bunch of new stuff we're releasing showcasing our new show um so yeah if it's uh should still be a go as far as i know it is um so if you're free come on down to york and saskatchewan on uh the first weekend in april there so so for baiting, um, what are we using for bait this year? Well, Oats? we're definitely we're definitely going to be uh, hitting beavers hit with hard. Beavers, yeah, yeah, beavers hard. Beavers are key. Yeah, I uh, the first few years I baited, I didn't use beavers just because I couldn't, I didn't have a good reliable source. Yeah. And um, last year, 
I was with John the Trapper, and he uh, swears by the beaver, right? Yep. So every time we went out, it was always one or two. And, uh, you know, after watching those bears several times, they go right to that beaver. You got to have the beaver. They will finish eating that beaver, and they will leave. Yep. And then the next bear will come in, and he'll be the one that's eating that oats. That's right. Um, so, yeah, the beavers are very important. And then I think uh, we'll maybe run dog food and oats as well get some of that in bulk fill it right up and uh, i don't mind getting it out early because if we do get it out you know even the 28th 29th and it does it, it does stay cold for a couple of weeks and then at least when that bear comes out of the den it's, it's there. there well it's good to have it it's not like it's rotting because as soon as it starts that's warming right. up then those bears are coming out. that's right um and you're also going to have probably uh a camera set up or two right are yeah. you going to do a cellular at the bear camp i would like to that'd be really good i would to have like to as um then you'll know right you'll get a text message yeah so i would like to yeah because geocam we've got uh they link up with the geopack hunt app which is it it does it's like a multi-tool with a hundred tools that uh you know some tools some guys need some some don't and uh it does everything and if you're in the states the geopack hunt app offers landowner and private parcel uh data for 9.99 for the whole country wow yeah, so you and me, we buy the the premium app, nine ninety nine or the premium subscription, and we can look at any any state, figure out who owns what land, what's public, and plan our hunts when we go down south. But yeah, anyway, so they came out with trail cameras, four G trail cameras. They film in ten eighty p video. They link up with the app, and uh, and yeah, they're all cellular. So what our plan was was to put some cellular trail cameras at the bait so we can see when the bear is there we can see when that bait is empty and we can get in there and fill that bait up right away i can just picture us standing here in the shop slaving away and then it goes ding ding and you go oh look there's the first well, bear of the year we that was this fall yeah well because i had cellular cameras yep. at all my tree stands with deer and so i'm getting pissed <laughs> off because i'm working and there's freaking deer right at my stand and you'd been hunting the day before and i was hunting the, the two or three days before and you told me too, you're like, that would drive me fucking nuts. Yeah, it would nuts. drive me fucking crazy. <laughs> I, I don't think I could deal with that. But then you know if if the camera's battery, if the battery's died or if the bait's, I don't know how many times I've walked in there and the bait's still full. It hasn't been touched, right? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I would like to run cellular cameras at at least three baits. And that's what I want to get to now. What are we running for baits? Because let's do this together this year. I've got my one bait, which I, last year was super slow. And you mentioned they're doing some logging down that road. Yeah. So this is an area, guys. Um, it's it's a major oil lease, um, you know, road, road that goes goes what twenty clicks down, and there's yeah, it's a long way. So. Yeah, and there's there's little side roads and trails all over the place. So we're set up around there, not too far in. So uh, it's nice. It's about forty minutes from Slave Lake, not too far. You can get in there with a vehicle. So if there's a quad band, I can drive right to that site pretty much, which is nice. But a lot of people hunt that area, so that bait has been slow in the past. Last year it was pretty slow. Um, now you've got a few baits. That were rocking last year. The one that I had also was working at off the highway, that one was sort of slow as well. That other one that we built together? Yeah. Yeah, that one's been slow, I think, because I've never really focused my baiting on it. Okay. I've kind of just always sort of just made sure it's had some in it a few times a year. Yeah. Because I haven't actually sat in that one. 
And we built a tree stand in that one. That's like a three-man tree stand. Yeah, yeah. that's a, that's a that's good a size. One. But we want to hunt them from the ground this year. So nice thing about that. That'd be a good one to like just hang canvas down from and sit right in between those three trees. What do you mean hang canvas down? Or like build this, build a little... Because we're going to build a blind on the ground anyway. Yeah. Right? So we could... That, those three I've got trees, 100 yards of burlap. Those three trees are perfect. We sit under that stand. You're already going to have some sort of like dark and cover oh, shadow. Oh, I see what you mean. And then just build the the blind right under those... Right under that stand. Yeah. So with canvas or burlap or something like and that. Then we could even talking? have a... Then we can... Yeah. With anything. Then we can even have a bird's eye view camera up top. That's a great idea. Yeah. And that's a promising bait. We just, I just haven't focused on it. And I've had a couple big bears come through there and I've seen big bears there because it's close to the highway. Yeah. Um, and I mean, there's a, there's a right away right there. There's lots of food for them. It's a really good location. I just haven't focused on it. I think enough to actually bring a population yeah, of bears. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there. last year I kept it topped up though. When it, did you? Cause yeah. I never did. Yeah. And, and but that were... would have been the first year it was really topped up. Oh, okay. And we don't bait in the fall. I was even thinking of going a little farther back. I yeah, because that that's pretty close to that that uh, cut line. Yep. And so I deer hunted farther back yep. there this year. I've been all over back there yeah. too. Yeah. And um, yeah, I don't know. So do you know? You know, How, does that get swappy or, or uh, sloppy when you go farther back? So if you know, this if you were to walk right through the bait site and then yeah. you get back on the trail. Right, if you just came in off yeah, the pipeline yeah, you get or right go back, on the trail, right whatever. back on the cut line, and then the cut, the the trail, like the logging trail, goes straight. Okay, yes, like straight back into those cut blocks, yeah. and there's like a little bit of a dip, mm-hmm. and then it comes back up, and then and then there's a bunch of big trees across the way, and it kind of curves right. Yeah, I think right there in the trees would be a really good spot. Oh, okay, because yeah. you can drive a quad there all year or all, all year long. Yeah, the only wet spot is that first little bit, but it's not that wet. Yeah, well, we'll have to go do some scouting. Yeah. Maybe but next there, Sunday there's we'll some plan good spots. There's some good spots back there that are close. Like you don't want it too far, right? Because no, you don't. If it's if there's sloppy, a quad band, that's, yeah, exactly. That's the issue. So we got to keep that in mind here in Alberta because I can set up a bait that's ten clicks away from any trail. But if there's a quad band, which there has been every year for the past four or five years, yeah. come late May, well then we're hooped because we got to haul 30, 40, 50, 60 pounds. Well, you think a bag of oats is fifty pounds, that's right? And you're bringing two bags at a time in with beavers. So you got to haul a lot of bait into so those baits. So another thing maybe we should do is my golden bait, the good one. Yeah. The real good one. Yeah. With the sketchy tree stand. Yeah. Um, I don't We could just well, move that one. That one. Well, we can what, sorry? Move it. Move what? Move the bait. Why don't you just leave the bait? Well, I'm remember, bait. because that guy built oh, his, that like... Oh, that guy is there. He's, that's Fuck. the thing. That's that the key guy. with that one really good bait. Is yeah. now some assholes thirty yards from my bait. Yeah, if you guys have been listening to the podcast uh, for a few months now, you would have heard the story about Probably some a couple guy times yeah. posting right up, right beside Eric's bait that yeah. he's had for three, four years, yeah. and Eric could literally see the guy's bait from his tree stand. He yeah. could throw a rock and hit the guy's barrel. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah. And he walked right through my bait, took my camera card, and set his up. And then, and he's a garbage baiter. Oh, it's just frustrating. It's so frustrating because I walked into his bait the first time and there's just like he would buy, he bought whatever, right? Bulk whatever. Or he cleaned out his pantry. Oreos and you throw them out there and there's plastic. and Yeah, he just threw all the plastic out, yeah. let the bears unwrap everything. And that's just, that's just not the way to do it. That gives everybody a bad look and yeah. image when it comes to baiting bears because you're littering. You're, yeah. There's no, no different. You're making that a dump bear. Yeah. 
by letting them eat garbage and all this stuff, right? So yeah, don't do that. You know, go go to your feed store or go and get a hold of the guys at Northern Bear Grub. They can get you 55 gallon drums of just about of anything, M and M's and licorice and whatever else you want. And uh, the bears love that stuff. And uh, and then you got a big drum or get a big bag of oats or something. Um, you know that that little little cookies and shit like that. It doesn't cut it. Um, you know if you buy. 50 packages and you unpackage every single one at home that's all right but if you're bear baiting and you seriously want to bring bears in um expired packages of fucking cookies it usually isn't going to cut it no and and just don't leave your garbage don't leave garbage not like why are you doing it if you're going to do it like that don't leave garbage and we've we've literally like we've probably tested every fucking bait out and uh we have found at least i've found sweet sweet stuff they love the sweet they need the they need the calories and carbs as well they need a filler they need a filler um but they'll they'll go after pretty much anything um but with that being said with that being said so what i would say what the fuck was i gonna say to lead off of this thought no i had something very fucking good okay well maybe come back to it it's like a triangle of baiting if you can imagine this okay so you need a filler you need a scent attracted, and then you need a beaver. Okay? Because bears, everything loves beaver. Beaver is a scent attractant in itself. It's a filler in itself. And they'll always come back looking for a beaver if there's one there. Yeah, Especially guess, hanging in a tree like it's not supposed to be. Yeah, and I guess what I was getting at is we've tried pretty much everything. And at the end of the day, almost everything will work. So you got to figure out what is going to be easiest for you. What's feasible. You were exactly. still popping fucking popcorn last year. And I'll pop and popcorn know, all really. day long because it's three. See, I won't. Yeah, you won't anymore, right? Because I you did found it better options. But if you season. if you can't afford it, it's three dollars to make a garbage bag full of popcorn. If you have a, a a popcorn popper, like an air popper, where you can you were doing it on the barbecue and some other no, crazy shit. Fuck, I had an air popper too. Okay, and, well, I got like I have like two or three air poppers, and I just go ham. And is you that can what fill, you do? Like I've got, I, I didn't, I didn't go out and buy them for this. I just have them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's easy. You just yeah, fill you them all up. You can buy them for 15 bucks. They're cheap. Yeah, sure. And, and, and the bags of unpopped popcorn at the dollar store, you know, two bucks for a pound. Okay. So now this is, this is starting to be a little more appealing to me. Cause I, I had one popper <laughs> and I was trying to pop a fucking garbage bag of popcorn and it probably, probably took, took you about an, an hour. hour. Yeah. So you, with three, I can do like three garbage bags in an hour. Right. And so to fill up a 55-gallon drum, you need about four or five of those garbage bags. That's right, yeah. Five, but probably. The problem with popcorn is it's really not anything, right? No. So the bears will eat it, but if you pour oil on it, it's going to shrink down back to kernel size. Yeah. If you pour water on it, if it gets rained on, if the bears are in it, it's really nothing. Yeah. So a, subst- a substantial filler is something like oats or a trail mix. Trail mix is hella expensive um but it's you, hella good but it's what they want to eat it's a dense food high in carbs they got that sweetness of the whatever yeah. else is in there chocolate it's or full whatever. of fat yeah it's, it's full of fat peanuts exactly and it's all natural so it's it's perfect for them it's yeah. healthy for them right a lot of guys do you know everybody's got their own thing rotten meat fish blah 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 blah. we've been over this a hundred times but you need i guess maybe there's one more because it wouldn't say it's a triangle now because you need your... Well, I guess your oil could be your scent attractant because you need your fryer grease. That's key. Your beaver's key. And then your filler is key. 
to a good bait, right? You think, and if you're uh, missing one of those, you're losing a lot of potential in your bait. Yeah, you're losing potential. I wouldn't say fryer fryer grease is key though. We I never th- ran any fr- fryer grease last year at John's. Like he, we talked about today, me and John, I talked to him on the phone and he was yeah. telling me about Greece, how he's got to get some and this and that. But at his bait last year where we got three bears, we never ran fryer grease. But fryer grease is nice because you put it on the ground, so, they're going to step on it and they're going to smear that grease. It's got so a So that stink. bait of John's, you didn't yeah. use any fire grease, fryer grease. <laughs> no. How... How long has that bait been there? Oh, a Five long or time. six years, seven oh, years? Oh, a long time. So yeah. there's established bears exactly. that live at that bait, yeah, whether they live point. three miles away or they live 100 yards, <laughs> 50 yards, 10 yards, whatever. Yeah. But when you're, when you're, it's a young bait. Yes. I would say your fryer grease is definitely key because nothing gets tracked around better. Nothing stinks better than used fryer grease. I agree. Restaurant grease, yeah. KFC. I'm sold. Go to your 7-Eleven. Go to your local corner kitchen, whatever, right? And just go get a bucket of fire grease. Go to AW, just don't go That's to the right. AW and sleep like. That's right. <laughs> stay away from our stay away from everywhere that has fire grease here. We've got exclusive rights. Yeah. Um a guy actually told me that once. He's like, Yeah, I've got exclusive rights to the the fryer grease at so and so place. I'm oh like, ah, Well, we've got know, a we've got a like, hookup too, so yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got a few do. hookups. Yeah, we've got a beaver hookup this year. Yeah, and we've got a grease hookup too. And well, the oats we can we can get those anywhere, right? So yeah, no, this year it's gonna be a good year. I'm pumped it right is. up. We say that every year, which is fucking awesome because every year you get super excited for every season. It's a new fresh yeah, but start every year. We put our two dumbass brains together, is we're gonna make for sure one better without a doubt, yeah. man. And like last year, my baits were they were doing horse shit. They weren't doing anything, so. You know, I teamed up with John and worked with him a bit. I helped him with get the baits and we filled up the baits and and we were successful. We yep. got three bears off the baits, right? So um no <coughs> working as a team when you're doing something like this, I think it'll uh, pay off big time. Oh, big time. <coughs> and it's just gonna help us get better too, is on our own because you're gonna learn our each other's styles. Yep. We haven't really ever hunted together besides no, we haven't. hogs. No, that was four fucking years yeah. ago. And you know, a retrieval of a bear, a deer or two, but that's it. Yeah, no, I'm pumped right up. So yeah, we'll have to get out. I want to get a bait out before Yorkton is what I really wanted to do. Yeah. So uh yeah, this uh next weekend or the weekend after we'll have to get get her out and get something established, I think. At least haul barrels out there with boats or something. So sweet, sweet. Let's do that. And uh yeah, so bear season's running right till June fifteenth. And uh, you've got, we got to get you a bear. We'll get me a bear, and then we got our two guys from Saskatchewan bringing out. I gotta get me a color bear. Really? Are you are you gonna be that fucking picky again this year? We'll see. It'll be big. Will it kill you if I'm picky? It will if I'm there and I have the camera and a perfect fucking shot with me over your shoulder and the bear right there. And I'm on full draw, like, and then I just turn Eric. around and look at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, you got to get one, man. Well, I think I'm gonna have to uh, I'm gonna have to put a the first scratch on that new APA bow, right? So yeah, a bear's a good good target without a doubt. Without a doubt, yeah. No, I'm pumped up. Yeah, it's been good. We actually haven't uh, we haven't recorded a podcast in about two weeks, eh? Yeah, it's been a long time for yeah, us. We've I been was, busy. I was down in Red Deer, and you were where the hell were you? Oh, oh you I was were, I was up north you scouting were moose, scouting for moose. Yeah, yeah, that went well. Yeah. 
Yeah, I found some uh, some big old sheds. You did, eh? Nice moose sheds and nice. some really a good new area of mine that uh, I'm Sweet. really excited about. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So you've uh, you got some tags for that zone? Yeah, I've got uh, I've got a few tags for that zone for the November season or the archery season, and uh, I'm actually I'm all booked up this year, but it's gonna be a good year. There's uh, there's lots of old old access up there that doesn't seem like anybody uses. And yeah. Seems to be moose everywhere. So yeah, and once you get up north in some of those remote areas, um, there's big bulls around, man. Well, there's some big bulls there. I found yeah. some big sheds, and I know I didn't find the biggest one. Wow, so. I haven't seen them yet. You haven't seen them? No. There's been a few. I think I posted a few photos online, but I think he showed me like half a photo of one of the paddles. <laughs> no, I swear that's. What I'm sure that mm-hmm. you're like see that one there. You're like that's not it, but you see the other one, sort of half in the photo. That's the one side of it, or something. But. Oh, okay. Well. I don't know. I could I'll be have to fucking show dreaming. Who knows? But I'm. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to uh, give out too much information about where I found them. Well, just tell us so. where it was. How to get there? Or what's when the nearest uh, the nearest city, town? <laughs> no, you don't have to say <laughs> no, that. I'm, not, I'm not even kidding. getting that close. <laughs> it's on Crown Land. But if you are an American and you want to come up for a guided moose hunt for a trophy Alberta bull moose. Get a hold of Eric. He's sold out this year. Or you, you got nope, one tag just, left? Just November is sold out this year. Oh, so you got early season. So I still have uh, I still have rut and archery tags available. Nice. And so um, <clears throat> rut and archery. Well, we can. How do, early are you doing your archery hunts? Ruts rut opens September or uh, sorry, archery season opens September first. So uh, yeah, we can do bow, rifle, whatever you guys nice. want. Rut moose though, so nice. it's, that's the time to that come. Is that's prime time. The golden, the golden <laughs> month is that last two weeks of September, first two weeks of October. Yeah, the bulls are just snotting and screaming, yeah, and Sweet, running man. everywhere and smashing shit, and nice. it's so much fun. And you know, you get to stay in a wall tent. That's awesome. Home cooked meals. Sounds good. Awesome time. I'm Cold sold. beer. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Right on. Cool. Well, guys, we wanted to record this podcast just because there's been a lot going on. We sort of wanted to update it on what we've been doing. Uh, this whole coronavirus thing is just fucking insane. Well, we like we weren't expecting any of this stuff. We've been pounded by it all day too, right? We've just been in the shops laying away. You listen to AM fucking radio, and it's yeah. just coronavirus, coronavirus. Yeah, that's what they talked about day. all day. We even our Oilers radio show is even all about coronavirus. coronavirus yeah. So. Yeah, we've been pounded by. We know, we know for everything and nothing too. at the same time. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's been good. It's been been a good last couple of weeks. We're catching yeah. up with stuff at the shop here. Yeah, it's it's been uh, yeah, it's never a dull moment around here. It's been fun. So I'm glad yeah. I'm done pushing snow. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad can, I'm I'm glad I'm back to flesh and bears. Grow a beard again. Yeah, I can grow a beard. Yeah, we were just talking before the podcast. I don't have to shave anymore. I'm out of the oil patch for now. Yeah. There we go. Right on, guys. Well, um, yeah, check out that uh, unboxing of Eric's new APA Mamba 28. It is the nicest bow I've ever seen. It's a sweet-looking machine. Oh, it's the nicest and, bow I uh, own. Yeah. and it's awesome. And you will be killing a bear with it this spring. All right. Even if I got a fucking draught back yes, for you. Yeah. <laughs> the boss has spoken. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, guys, we will see you at the Yorkton, uh, the Parkland Outdoor Show, first weekend in April. Fingers we are crossed. Straight up for it. Yeah. Fingers crossed that this doesn't get too freaking out of hand. But, uh, you know, that's life, I guess. Yeah. We're just going to keep on. We're not, we're not going to not, we're not going to not spring bear hunt. Well, I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. That's just it, right? You can't like, put me on house arrest. No. 
No, I'll be going bear hunting. Even yeah. if I got a bear hunt in the backyard, I'll be exactly. going. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and uh it just reality sinks in how how when populations of any type of species or mammals gets too large, you do see something like this happen. Yeah. And it does control populations of, of any type of mammal or species and it's natural uh, control. It's natural, right? And and that's what we're seeing right now. Like we are just another fucking mammal yeah. roaming the world. We mean nothing. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. But yeah, that's uh, that's life, guys. Um, you know, usually we, we record our podcasts about 10 days, two weeks in advance. Uh, but this one, we wanted to get out to you guys right away. So we are, uh, this one's going to be to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. You're yeah. listening to it today. <laughs> yeah, so this will be the first one that's current, I guess. Yeah, really, the first we, current one. And we, we might start doing them. more of these current ones just because it's... Uh, it's sort of fun to talk about what's going on now. and uh, Well, and we've sort of worked out the kinks with our editing and how to yeah. get it all done. So it's all smooth on the on the background of it now. Yeah. So it's a lot easier. And we have released out. a few of these on YouTube with video. And more is coming out, guys. I've just been slacking the last two days. I've been busy. We have three on YouTube right now, Is there right? three? No, there's two. I don't know. Two? We okay. have Because we didn't do a video for the intro podcast. So we have episode oh, yes. two. Episode and we have and episode, episode three, three with right. Brayden. Yeah. So the next one would be, I think, John the Trappers. Yeah. So once we get caught up on our YouTube podcasts, then we're going to start promoting it more on Facebook. Um, just because right now, you know, we've just got the old old episodes on there. So we're just going to sort of let it catch up. And uh, and yeah, so yeah, if you guys want, check that out. And uh, be sure to tune in the next few days. We're going to release that podcast, The Ice Fishing in the Tent with Eric Labrie, Charlie Reed, and myself, Brody Teal. And uh, yeah, that one was a ton of fun. We had a blast that day fishing. And we caught so. some fish. We did. Yeah, we caught some fish right on the podcast, and we didn't drop any equipment in the water no, or nothing, we did so it. we made it. Yeah. No, it was lots of fun, awesome. and uh, yeah, I guess that was the last time we're going to get out fishing this year, but... Yeah, I'm done. I'm it was done. good. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty definite. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. done. Yeah. It's bear time now. You know, I would have liked to get out a little bit more in February and, and January, but uh, you know, I didn't. So right now, it's it's bear time. It's go sure. time for bears. Yep. And then it'll be fishing time again. Summertime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I got to get out with you guys in the summer a few times oh yeah okay guys well thanks so much for listening uh this is a shorter podcast i think today oh no we're at an hour or two okay not too bad but yeah thanks so much for listening guys we appreciate it big time please share it with your friends tell them how much you love it send us a photo of you listening or a screenshot or something we love seeing that and uh, yeah, please subscribe if you don't already. And if you have anything to tune in to what we're saying, write us in. We, you know, we're always taking advice and stories and whatever else we can get from you guys. So yeah, we love the feedback. And um, yeah, if you want to make a comment on the podcast, feel free. We love seeing that too. So thank you guys so much for listening and uh, tune in, in the next few days for the Ice Fishing Podcast.